Welcome to our very special holiday episode of Womenology. You thought I was going to do it again, did you? <laughs> nope. No, I believed in you. You did? You had faith in me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh, tried this before, and of course, I said the old podcast name and not the new one, which is Womenology. Hello, people. Mm -hmm. Sarah, how are you? Okay. Just okay? <laughs> fine. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> how are you? How am I? Um, oh, you know, I things are good. Dogs, great, blah, blah. I'm not going to bore people, even though I am absolutely loving it and just loving it. But last night I called my sister because... Oh, really? Yeah. Why I do this to myself, I don't know. I called <laughs> my sister because one of my clients yesterday, I was I couldn't get over this. So I click on the request to walk and I get accepted and then you get a little email and it says, Kristen so-and-so is looking forward to having you walk and then the dog's name. And Kristen was spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N. And I thought, mm -hmm. no, that's got to be a typo. It's got to be a mistake. So I always contact the owners and say, hi, I'll be walking so-and-so. Can they have treats? Do they have any allergies, etc." And I sent a screenshot of my WAG profile and I said, is your name Kristen? I said, is it spelled correct? Is this correct? And she looked at my profile and we were both like, oh my God, you're the one. Because not only is she Kristen, she's Kristen M. Oh, that's good. Right? <laughs> and I said, so are you constantly being called Christian? And she said, oh, I've stopped correcting people at this point. <laughs> in my 50 years, soon to be 51 on New Year's Eve, in my almost 51 years, I have never encountered a woman with the same spelling. I was, I couldn't get over it. So uh, if it's not clear, my life is tedious and boring that this is actually exciting to me. And I called my sister to tell her this story. And now I don't, do you know these people who you're talking and you're, maybe you're excited about something and you're telling them something that's going on with you. And the minute you take that pause, that breath, where it's clear your part of the conversation is over, they jump in with the <sighs> a heavy a sigh. heavy sigh or something that says, "Now we're going to talk about me." I listened wow. to your story. <laughs> now we're going to talk about me, and she started in with complaining about her job, and she's a health. Home health air, home health care aide, and okay. she repeatedly in every job she's ever had, this is the dynamic. She she starts the job. She immediately, like even when she's interviewing, she talks. She mentions little things about the women that she's going to be working for that makes it clear she, she's going to have a problem with them. And sure enough, every time. She always has a problem with these women that she works for and also always finds an ally in the man, like in the husband or in the son, because she takes care of a lot of um, older, older women, elderly women. Mm -hmm. And so the ally is always a man and the women are always, she's, she's at odds with them. And so last night she started in again, 
with, oh, I don't know how much longer I can do this and these women and, <laughs> and I am, I don't mind listening to these stories, but it's like you, I think you said this before, but eventually, or hopefully at some point, and I don't think this will ever happen, she needs to recognize this happens in every situation. Every situation that you have, you run into this dynamic. This is a problem that you have with women. This isn't, this isn't isolated in any way. And until you acknowledge the, the problem, you're going to continue to have it. What is the problem? Is it just that the their demands are too high in her view or what? Here's what I think it is. I think that she set kind of sets herself up as a bit of a punching bag as a victim because she's always telling me about things that she says to them. Like she actually said at one point, I don't know what she told them, but uh, she said something. I don't know what it was, but the woman that she was working for, she must have brought, my sister must have brought me up. And the woman that she's working for said in response, oh, I thought you said your sister does very well for herself. And I immediately stopped the conversation and I said, okay, going forward, you're not to talk about me to these people because it's very clear that they like listen to everything that she says and then uses it against her. And this is, my sister has a tendency, not a tendency, she does it. She just unloads all her problems mm-hmm. on these people. And I imagine that having the air sucked out of the room every single time my sister's there, I imagine that that's really draining on these people. And I say that. I mean, this whole thing sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> the, whole, the whole. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like a, a bad fit career wise. And, and that's and that's the thing is that my sister is so good with people. That's the thing. You know, she used to waitress and she loved it. And she was, everybody loved her. And she's so good with people. But over time, and I've noticed it more since my father died. And, you know, my sister's life, to be fair, was just turned upside down by my other sister who insisted we all sell this sister's condo and kick her out. And so now my sister is in this position where she has to take these, they're live-in positions. Um, so she has to live with these people because of, yeah. um, she lived with another older woman up in, for like two or three years and then that woman needed to give the, the the space to a granddaughter and so she got kicked out and you know it's just stuff that it my to be fair my sister's life we caused my sister a great deal of upheaval and unpleasantness and so there's that guilty aspect there's that guilt aspect so that i i listen and i'm like well you, mm-hmm. you're kind of to blame for this because you know da 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 and I just don't, there are just some people I think who thrive off of being victims. Oh yeah, definitely. And they take that victimhood everywhere they go and they ultimately, they just wear people down to the point where, you know, she was telling me about a friend that she goes, oh, and, you know, I keep trying to call so-and-so and, you know, they haven't called me back in like two weeks. And I'm like, yeah, cause they don't want to listen to you. 
you know and and if you bring this up to her she gets very upset and so now it's just just keep your mouth shut avoid the argument just listen and then if she asks me what i think and i say well it it, this kind of sounds like the last scenario at the last job then it's so there's it's it's a no win yeah so that is uh very draining and so it's it's also one of the main reasons, and there are a lot, that I don't go home for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's just, you know, some people feel very pressured to give in to that. You know, people, they'll guilt you. Well, you know, you don't know how much longer mom or dad are going to be around or, you know, and I am a big advocate of taking care of yourself in those situations because there when you go home it's one thing if you know you're just kind of put out and oh i like to sleep in my own bed and t-. that's one thing but if this ha- takes a physical and emotional toll on you stay home stay home do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself because this stretch of time it's just way way too too stressful on people yeah, I agree. I don't go home for the holidays very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not especially acrimonious. It's it's just never worth it mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm good with a phone call. Um, and even that is like draining. It's it, it really. <laughs> You know, like this is a very, it's a very hard time of year for, for not just me, for really anybody with mental illness, for anybody who has strained relationships with their, with their family, because you're sort of expected to uh, be going home. You know, I've had a couple of the dog owners that I've become friendly with, um, and a a new, a woman that I think I mentioned in in, in a recent show that I've just started this friendship with. And she was asking me what I was doing. She's like, oh, you know, are you, uh, you going home? And I said, oh, no, no, no. She's, oh, do you have family here? And I said, uh, no. And, you know, she, being intelligent, picked up on the cue and changed the, the subject. Yeah. Not everybody does that. Oh. <laughs> you know, I was at the gym the other day. Oh, so what do you do over the holiday? I said, oh, I'm probably going to be working. Oh, no, 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 no. Me making money, good. (laughs) Me making money and spending hours and hours and hours with adorable dogs, very good. Yeah. And being able to sleep and watch movies and I'm boarding a dog for a couple of days. And no, I'm uh, I'm living the high life as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) And not for anything, but if you are going to say, oh, and you're staying in the city, then you better follow that up with, why don't you just pop over for dessert? You know, if you really yeah. care, then come up with a solution. But if you're just going to go, oh, you don't really care. You just, you just like, it just makes you feel better. Well, I'm not sure what that, uh, that noise is about that. <laughs> oh, like, I, I don't, I, I think that's the noise you make when you know that you've stepped in it. <laughs> <laughs> and... All you could do is wait for the smell to pass. <laughs> I think of it as more uh, that certain people don't fully understand anyone's life but their own. Mm. 
or anyone's experience. I think that's part of it. Yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. I, I think this is a hard time, even if even in the best of scenarios. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even if you have a great family, love your siblings, like perfect children. <laughs> yeah, because holidays. You know, I, I I was outside the other day. And I'm walking, and I see this guy, and he's wearing a scully cap, which is a type of hat. And I immediately think of my father. And I'm immediately, this wave of just sadness came over me, and I started to cry because I'm thinking of my father. It's the holidays. So no matter how good your relationship might be, right, with with your family, there's always something about it. There's always something that that is... Uh, I guess extra poignant or uh, yeah. extra uh, difficult. It's weighty. It's weighty. Yeah. Great, great word. Yeah. It's weighty. Whether it's you know you, it's, your loved one is gone, or maybe it's a breakup, or maybe it's oh I the end of the year is coming, and have I achieved all of my goals for this year? Uh, you know, oh New Year's Eve, and I'm going to be alone, and you know, like. There's always something that I think, no matter how good your relationship is, no matter how stable your life or your family or your your support system is, there's something about this time of year that makes everything weightier. Yeah. All I can say is stay away from the Hallmark Channel if you know what's good for you. Okay, but here's the thing, (laughs) Uh, and I'm going to say this. I watch Hallmark movies, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why, Sarah, because yes. they give me hope. Even though, okay. look, look, Vanessa Hudgens wants to fall in love with a medieval knight. You know what, girl, go for it. I am. I'm here for oh, it. I didn't know. I didn't know that was an option. That, that, that's <laughs> that's one coming on the show. I'm here for it. Here's yeah. why. It's stupid, but what what these what these do is remind you. Of the possibility, you know, the, the possibility of something, someone crossing your path at the most inopportune time, under the most, the strangest circumstances, that your life can change in an instant, and I, I, I love that, I love that because in those moments. You know, depression at the holidays is very, very hard. And in those moments where, you know, self-care is not working or, you're med, you know, you, you've been taking your meds and doing everything, but you still, where you feel like, what's the point? That idea that I could walk out my door and run into a medieval night, you know mm-hmm. what? Uh, I, I like it. It keeps me, it keeps me hopeful. Okay. I didn't know that was that was on the menu this year. <laughs> <laughs> I my understanding of Hallmark movies is like uh they're all some version of like, oh lady lady returns to small town mm. and runs into her old high school boyfriend or whatever yeah. and uh, I don't know, some some version of like it's- it's all gives up her fast-paced city life right. for a guy in a plaid shirt. It's all a low-rent version of Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and now Netflix is kind of getting in on the game. 
because there's sure. one with Rob Lowe and Kristen Davis from Sex and the City, and they're in Africa. Hmm. And then there's another with this really hot Australian guy, and who is the who's the woman? Oh, I. Well, you know who it's not. It's not Aunt Becky. Oh no! It is not Lori Love. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Aunt Becky will not be. <laughs> I'll be joining us yeah. on the Hallmark Channel this year. Yeah, sidebar. Wow, has she <laughs> fucked up that case for herself? Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. You know, I like Felicity Huffman. Uh, I think what she did was really... I cannot hate parents for trying to do the best thing by their parents, by their kids. I, I can't hate them for that. I can be disgruntled and resent their privilege. Yeah. I, I get it. I get where it's coming from. I do, too. Sure. Lori Laughlin, though, she clearly is like, screw you, pores. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, back to the Hallmark Channel. Back to this idea of uh, there's, I don't know. I like the I, I like the idea of, I like the hopefulness. I like the, uh, even the cheesiness. And it brings me back to being young and reading those young adult romance novels because that's really all I had as a kid because I was so awkward and I had, you know, I was like just so um, nervous and just didn't know how to interact. And that was my lifeline. That was, you know, just keeping the the the, I, the fantasy, having that. That's what... Inc- I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about because I, I distinctly remember... Um, like the only books that were available to me as a as a YA reader seemed to all be about cancer. They were all about kids with cancer. Oh. Yeah, but remember we're like 15 years apart. I'm just I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad that I missed that and I missed out on, you know, all of the good ones that came after. Yeah. Yeah, but there is something Young adult is it's it's the emphasis now is really on adult, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so speaking of young adults, I I stumbled upon an article called "How to Talk to the Teenage Girls at Your Thanksgiving Table." Where are you finding these obscure articles? <laughs> <laughs> this one is in Ms. Magazine. Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so it just it has it has some good pointers. Um. It's, it should be called How Not to Talk right. to the Teenage Girls at Your Thanksgiving Table. Because it's a list of things not to do. But I, I think they are um, good not to do. So number one is don't assume that just because your niece, granddaughter, or friend is a teenage girl, she's interested in watching your children while you drink wine mm-hmm. with the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, please don't ask her where she wants to go to college, what she thinks her major will be or what she'll be when she grows up she wants to talk about that she'll bring it up on her own Mm -hmm. three don't ask her if she has a boyfriend Mm -hmm. four (laughs) don't comment on her wardrobe or physical appearance especially before you ask her how she is don't comment on her plate don't offer advice unless it is specifically solicited don't make backhanded comments about her phone or tablet use don't compare her to any other teenage girl real or fictitious or you when you were a teenager don't belittle or make fun of her interest in music, movies, or books. Uh, and then we get into the the do's. Listen. Invite her to do something with you that she enjoys doing, even if you don't care about it. Uh, better yet, ask her to teach you something. 
So I thought those were good pointers. Those were good pointers. Those were, and they really are, I think, more universal than just teenage girls. <laughs> yeah, they, um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I, I was waiting for them to say, don't ask if they're dating any boys, because you just don't know. Don't ask if they're dating. Yeah. Just don't ask anything, like, just let them come, let them talk about it, you know? Well, I, um, like, adults that do that must not remember what it was like to be a teenager mm. because there just was nothing more awkward yeah <laughs> than being asked that question regardless of the answer mm. it's an awkward question right right speaking of awkward conversations yeah what do you think of that huh not bad <laughs> so the cut had an article mm. and the title is do i have to pay my sister two hundred dollars for hosting thanksgiving yeah now we we haven't talked about this, so I don't know your view. Well, let me read the letter and then let's get into it. Mm -hmm. This year, my sister and her husband are hosting Thanksgiving at their house in Texas for the first time. I live on the East Coast, so I have to fly to get there, and the plane tickets were not cheap, a little over 300 round tip, round trip. Now she's asking me to pitch in $200 to help cover groceries, wine, etc. that she's buying for the four days my mother and I will be staying with her. I would have been more than happy to buy some wine or do a grocery run, but this just seems rude, especially since I am making a big effort to be there. What do I do? She knows she's notoriously cheap, which is why I'm extra annoyed. She's 30 and I'm 32, and we both have decent jobs, so it's not like either of us can't spare $200 in a pinch, but it's still a lot of money to me. Now, P.S., this is a real letter, by the way. And you know how I know this? Because it's short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you, what do you make of this? I think if you're hosting, that it is super tacky mm. <laughs> to ask for money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I here, but here's the thing. Here's one of those things where it's like, but we're family, so it's okay. No, nope. And this is reason 893 why I hate going home for the holidays, because my one sister, the one who's very well off, she always has everyone over to her house and she cooks and she makes this big shebang out of it. And then it's, okay, let's do the cleanup. What do you mean, let's do the cleanup? I'm your guest. Yeah. Like, and it's, look, it's not that I mind helping out. I have no problem helping out. It's the expectation right, that I should help out. And number two, don't invite people to your house and then, like, you're this, it completely ruins the experience because you know the minute you're finished, you have to get up and do the dishes. Who the fuck wants to do the dishes? Nobody wants to do the dishes. Nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to do the dishes. And if you have so much fucking yeah. money, get a, get get help to come in and do this. You don't invite people over and then expect them to help you clean up. No, I don't think so either. I, and I think too that you can be pretty sure there's going to be one or two people that do that dance like oh no i insist and then you could be like no 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 and then no i insist and then like you eventually let them help you do the dishes but really it doesn't take more than two or three people mm. to clean up thanksgiving yeah i yeah. mean how many people can stand at a sink at one time just do you have a dishwasher just stick it in a goddamn dishwasher well that too how many people can load the dishwasher you know it's not like <laughs> it's not like you need a full team right it's just it's so stupid and but now 
the uh, the the point I, I do also want to make is when in the response the uh, the the person writing the response who is uh, Charlotte Cowles. Reading your letter, my first instinct was great. Just fork over the 200 and be done with it. Sure, it's a significant chunk of money and the cash for hosting exchange is a little blunt and rude. I agree. But it also lets you off the hook for any tricky dynamics or nuance anxieties over your obligations as a guest. Uh, no, it doesn't. Because let me tell you something. Someone who is that obnoxious to ask you to spend 200 This isn't about, let's be clear, this isn't about the money. This isn't no. about the money. This is about her relationship with her sister. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so even if she pays them money, there will be other landmines that this woman is going to have to avoid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? It does yeah. I don't think I don't think the two hundred dollars is the end of it. No, of course not. Because yeah. I'm sure the sister having everyone over is uh, playing the martyr. Oh, well I have to clean and I have to do this. Well you shouldn't have offered. If you're going to do it, do it. But if you're going to do it and then make everyone try and feel bad that you did it, please spare us and let's just yeah. Skype. Yeah. Because this is why I think Thanksgiving is coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Thanksgiving dies with my generation. You think? <laughs> yeah, I and I we've talked about this before. Um, but I just in summation, I think yeah, people families are too spread out. Um, people, I think, are coming to the conclusion that we have, which is that, like, man, this toxicity is just not worth it. Mm. <laughs> There's too much emphasis on the holidays. We put too too much pressure on them to be perfect. And uh, plus, everyone's got different dietary restrictions, too. So, yeah, like, it's... how are you supposed to feed 30 people now? Yeah, and God forbid there's mushroom powder. And someone... Oh <laughs> Call back. Now you gotta go to the morgue. <laughs> You're gonna go to the morgue. I forbid someone tries to poison you. I'm waiting for that letter. So yeah, um, would I pay? Honestly, but and and here's the thing. She's saying I would have done it anyway. Okay, well if you were gonna do it anyway, just suck it up and pay it. But I and and just know that everybody agrees with you that your other sister's being a jerk. Yeah, you know. Don't make a big deal of it. And if you are going to make a big deal of it, stay home. Because. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the advice that was given was, um, bring this up at a different time and phrase it as a question, which I think is good. I think it might be useful if, if you're up for it. <laughs> right. Like, is it worth it? it? But it might be useful just to be like, you know, we, we learned manners from the same people. Mm. So I would have volunteered this anyway, mm -hmm. but I thought the fact that you asked was really rude or something. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's a question of picking your battles and like, is it worth it to bring up? I don't know. It's it just the level. Story. It's the level of expectation and expectations really can kill any dynamic, whether it's platonic, fraternal, uh, romantic, whatever it is expectations and placing expectations on other people it's it's a test and nobody likes to be tested no so suck it yeah <laughs> just give her the 200 dollars. eat your goddamn food you know what i don't know do something 
and maybe skip next year and maybe, skip maybe next year go every other year or something right or or go to a restaurant yeah go to a restaurant please for the love of god go to a restaurant it's so much easier <laughs> Yeah, this is the end of Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end of Thanksgiving for sure. All right, Sarah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. Would you ever ask a man out? <laughs> not, not anymore. <laughs> so uh, Nikki asks, is, it any, is there anything wrong with a woman approaching a man she's interested in? It's this guy I'm very interested in that works in the same building I work in, but I'm scared to approach him and ask him out. I notice he does make a lot of eye contact, smile, say hello, and I do the same. One day I asked him, what's his name? And he told me, and he asked me, what's my name? Okay, hold on. I need a break from the tedium, from the banality. <laughs> and then he said, and then I said, and then he said, then uh, what's your name? What's your name? And he said, nice to finally officially meet you, LOL, because we usually just say hi and that's it. Sometimes if he hasn't seen me in a while, he always asks, have I been on vacation or try to start up a conversation? But it seems like he's kind of shy. I want to ask him out to lunch one day, but I am so scared and shy myself. Hmm. Age 31. So this, I mean, he might be interested, but it also sounds like he might just be being polite and making small talk. So I think this is a this is a low stakes situation where you can ask him to lunch and he's not necessarily going to assume it's a date. Mm. You don't think I he'd think. assume it? Uh, I mean not if you not if you do it right. If you want it if you want it to be ambiguous, I think it can be in this case. Don't you think it it kind of sounds like he's just a friendly person? I don't know. I think this could go either way. I think, uh, what does she say? He, one day I asked what's his name and he told me and I asked what's my name and he said, nice to finally officially meet you. And I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, to, to me, it sounds like there's potential here. I think so. But even still, I am opposed to women asking men out. Uh, I'm just, no. Nope, yeah. don't do it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> I'm not a fan anymore. of it. Anymore. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, anymore. I did it one time. Oh, do tell. Um, my, sorry, my, I'm distracted. My cat's trying to jump in my lap. Um, <laughs> so I did it one time and, um, ow. <laughs> cat's in the lap. <laughs> uh, did it one time. We had the date. It was fine, uneventful. Um, it until I, I can't tell you <laughs> what turn the conversation took uh, that that led to this. But he ended up crying about a friend of his that had died, and I was like, "Oh, this is an episode of some, Friends. That's what that is." <laughs> so I'm like your therapist now. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> And uh great. Then I then I paid for us because I did the asking mm -hmm. and uh and that was it. Oh boy. Yeah. See ugh. and see in that case it sounds like that guy said yes because he's just looking for someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
he was having a hard time. He was going through it, as they as they say, Sarah. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad that you were there to listen to him. But this is this is sort of why uh, I feel like <laughs> there's there are a couple of reasons. One, I feel like look, we we we've got a rule and it works, and let's just not let's not muck up the works here. When a man asks a woman to go to go out for a drink or for a lunch or whatever, it's a date. We all know it's a date. Now, when a woman does it, it's not as straightforward. So when a woman asks a guy out, I think there's more gray area and more like, is this a date? I don't, do you know what I mean? There's that. Yeah. And then there's the fact that uh, my belief is that people are as sincere as their options at the time. And if a guy sees the opportunity of possibly getting laid, even if he's not interested, he'll he'll accept that date. Whereas I don't think women are as likely to do that. That's probably true. I think there's a slim possibility, but I, I do agree that it's less likely. Yeah, I just don't like women putting themselves in that situation. I, I There's something about it that I feel like, oh, you're you're... You make, and I am all for making yourself vulnerable, but I feel like that you're making yourself too vulnerable there. Well, it's making the whole thing harder than it has to be. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's raising new questions. I, I just feel like every, when people say, "Oh, but I, I think I think he's just really shy," well, uh, something tells me he's asked out other women. So if he can ask out <laughs> other women. Yeah. He can ask you out. Yeah, maybe even he's if, just not that into you. <laughs> even if he is shy. And my what I would always say is give them the green light. Let them know. You know, amp up the interaction to flirting a bit. Like, oh, did you get a haircut? You look really nice. Or, you know, I don't know. Like, touch their arm lightly. Something. Amp it up. To, yeah. to, to switch the dynamic a little bit, to make it a little bit more clear. I'm being more than friendly here and then let them do the work. After that, if, if they don't make a move, they're either already involved or they're not interested. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that's or the thing. Or they're too shy, in which case they're too much work. Right. If they're so shy that they can't ask you out, girl, how much work do you want to do in this relationship because if they're too shy to ask you out guess what they're going to be awful communicators Mm, yeah that's true you know this is something that i find if i don't want to be with somebody who you know i'll go back to the dawn situation you know i don't i think at the time that we had the conversation of when i said so does this mean we're in a relationship I think he didn't want to broach that topic because he was afraid to broach that topic. I don't ever want to be involved with somebody who's too afraid to have a certain conversation. Okay. That's a good, yeah, that's a good rule. You know, because what ends up happening down the road is they, it comes out of nowhere. Well, and then when you say, but wait a minute, we talked about this three months ago. Well, I mean, we we had just started dating and I didn't want to rock the boat. Rock my fucking boat. Rock my boat in the beginning. Don't rock my boat six months in. Mm. If that makes any sense. That's, yeah, it does. I don't. I. I don't think most people are gonna do that. 
<laughs> you know, I we all like we all probably agree that that's the right thing to do. I just I don't think most of us are going to follow through with that. Follow through with what? Uh, with don't don't rock the boat in the beginning. Or sorry, with do rock the boat in the beginning. Sorry. <laughs> uh huh. I don't know. I uh. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe not rock the boat, but you know, let's have honest conversations. As honest as you can be. Use yeah. your words as best as you can. Don't. How about this? If there's something, if you have a concern, don't sit on that concern. You know, get it out there when you can, as effectively as you can. Don't sit on it. Like if you know that you're not looking for a relationship or, you know, you don't, I don't know, you're not ready to be exclusive or whatever. Don't just go along to get along because that never works out in the end in, in this context. Yeah. So, uh, Nikki, give him the green light, flirt with him a little bit, put the signs out there. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't sort of, you know, take the bait, he's already involved. He's on a, he's not interested or he's too shy and it's just going to be too much work. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, you know, you, that really, I feel like when women do all the work up front, when we're the one doing everything, I, I just feel like men will sit back and be like, oh, okay, sure. You want to do all the work? You want to do all the heavy lifting? Cool. That's fine. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, and I get that. <laughs> I do get that. Yeah. Uh, it's just not a situation I want to be in. Kind of sets a tone. It sets a tone. Yeah. And it's not a tone that I like, Sarah. No. <laughs> Speaking of tones I don't like... Yeah. So I was reading uh, a little nudge again. Yay! Oh. <laughs> a little nudge. Instagram. So she she posted a an exchange that she had with somebody from Tinder. Mm-hmm. And this was the message from reading. This is her talking to the guy. From reading your profile, you seem like a genuinely happy person. Am I right? And he answers, yes, I am, but I am really not attracted to you. And she responds and she says, excuse me? <laughs> you swiped right on me, number one. And number two, some things are meant to be kept in your head. I'm not sure why you'd ever think this is an appropriate message. <sighs> you know, look. Look, look, look. Look, he started it. And then he changed his mind, which is allowed. <laughs> he, he, yeah, sure. Look, he did, he, yes. But again, a lot of times we swipe out of, like, we, we didn't read through the profile. We didn't look at the other pictures, whatever. Now, I think his answer was obnoxious, unwarranted, and just rude. Don't do this. We've talked about this. Just don't respond. You dopes, yeah. just don't respond. But the only thing worse than the way this guy responded is how she responded because she <laughs> sounds unhinged. Excuse I mean, me? a little bit much, yeah. It's just too much. And here's the thing. One way to absolutely hate online dating and never meet anybody is to engage in this bullshit. Because these 
interactions that go nowhere will drain you of your energy and frankly, of your feelings of self-worth. People like this who are socially tone deaf and don't know or do know that a response like this is obnoxious, they are not worth engaging. And when you engage people like this, you fuel them on, especially if there's somebody who likes drama or who's passive aggressive, who's just a douchebag. This kind of um, like attempt to start an argument, it, it, it's like, it makes me concerned that the person on the other end is like one of those pickup artists, you know? <laughs> right, the and nagging like, her. Now, right, and now, now she's involved. Right, right. Yeah, that's why I, I, I just, I can remember reading, you know, essay after essay from people uh, who are just so proud of themselves. And you, and I said to her in a comment, I said, I realize that you, you engage and you post this because you want everyone to tell you how badass you are, but this is the opposite of what you should be advising people to do. Yeah, it's because a waste of time. It's a waste of time. And let me explain. Anybody who would send something like this, they're not going to care what you say. Oh, I shouldn't send a message like that? Okay, well, I'll just completely course correct. No. Nope, they're going to laugh. They're going to laugh and they're just going to flick. They're going to unmatch you or they're just going to just abandon the message. They don't care. Yeah. Don't waste your energy on people like this and i can remember all these essays from people saying well and this person said this to me and then they asked me why do i have feminist in my bio and so but and then they get into it and then they wrote an essay about it i'm like you're exhausting number one number two why do you engage these people do you not understand that this is how some people and by people i'm sorry i'm gonna say men this is how the men that struggle with online dating, this is what they do to get attention. Mm-hmm. Like they'll criticize you. I can, I'll never, I got an email from somebody. I think at one point I said, you know, no Trumpers, please. Yeah. And someone emails me and they, they, you know, you really shouldn't put that in your profile. I mean, this really unnecessarily uh, unnecessary and d- no, it's necessary. No, it's necessary. <laughs> number one. Number two, I don't give a fuck what you think. Sorry, that's one a two. You're clearly just trying to engage me. How desperate are you? Right. You know, because then right. they'll, they'll try already, to you already put the limit out there. <laughs> Well, that doesn't even, maybe they're not even a, a, a Trump supporter. Like, who Who knows? Who knows? But Anyone who would, who would have a problem with that limit would have to be, right? Not, well, you would think, but there are just some people who, they, they criticize you. You know, why do you post a picture like that? And I don't understand why people post pictures like that. Or I don't understand why people, and it's under the guise of, uh, you know, wanting to wanting to understand that they don't want to understand. They just want to get a reaction and get you to respond. And this is how some of these men, they're so desperate for a response that they say stuff like this to get women yeah. to respond to them. Yeah. That's why I'm and saying that's, uh, Yeah. I guess that's like the new negging, right? It is it's it's just 
it's stupid. It's just Trolling stupid. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize something innocuous about you just to get a reaction. And the people that react to them, I'm like, you know what? You should date them because you're both fucking the worst. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like you, you both think, you both think that what you're doing, you both think you're in the right and you're not, you're both awful. And that's why you're single. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, there was one other. Da, 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 da. Oh, a oh, little oh, oh. Just having a big week, huh? Little nudge this I'm sorry. She's a fucking idiot. And I'm I'm sorry to be like this. Uh, I can't even... It was... So she... Here's the thing. Here's, what, here's the exchange. Uh, she reaches out to this guy and says, Confirming tomorrow at blah, blah, blah in Alexandria at 730. In case you need to reach me for anything, my number is blah, blah, blah. What's yours? And he responds and says, hello, yes, I am still looking forward to meeting you tomorrow. My number is da-da-da-da-da. And then a day later, when he didn't doesn't get a response from her, he replies and says, hey, just making sure you're still up for meeting. And she replies and says, of course, we confirmed. Right? Didn't they confirm? Okay, see, but here's, here's the thing. She dipped out of the conversation. So he sends the, the, that he responds to her and says, yes, I'm, we're still meeting tomorrow and here's my number. And then okay. nothing from her. Now, if I received a text like that, I'd say, you know, great, see you tomorrow. Yeah, I guess that's true. But if I didn't get a response, I would be wondering, like, wait a minute, they didn't respond to my last text. What, mm. you know, and just because of how, how dating apps and online dating, how flaky people are it makes sense that he would be like hmm i just want to double check before i go to meet you yeah okay and she's criticizing this guy of course we confirmed and oh that just shows such a lack of confidence no you know what this shows that you lack situational awareness and you don't actually understand what this is all like and this is what i say about dating coaches and why most of them are complete charlatans and don't have a clue is because they don't do it. They're not doing it. So they don't understand why, like she has no understanding why this guy is following up because you didn't respond to him and because yeah. people flake all the time. Yeah, no, that's true. Cause I, I also thought they confirmed. So agreed. That is, right. that is why <laughs> I can understand thinking, Oh, but we confirmed Right, yeah, in, in a normal situation, but <laughs> if someone just abandons a conversation like that, you, I, I would double think, I would double check, I would be right. concerned, like, oh, are we still on? Just because people are so used to the flakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if I, if it were me, I probably, and I would bristle initially because I'd be like, well, I thought we confirmed, but then I, I think I would realize, oh. I, I didn't confirm the confirm. I dipped out. Right. So, I get it. You know, so, in any case, yeah. She hates me now. Now she'll just reply to my comments. She'll be like, I can never win with you. That's like, it's not well, about winning. 
<laughs> it's not about winning. It's that you charge people hundreds of dollars and you don't have a fucking clue what you're doing. That's mm. what it's about. Sorry. Oh, we should sit catty corner next to each other on the tables at our first date. What? Again, when was the last time you were on a date? If someone pulled a chair up and sat catty corner to me at a table on our first date, I'd be like, um, boundaries? Maybe? Like sit across the table? Yeah. What do you think? This is just odd. <laughs> yeah, this is just I mean, weird. Also, that, that's just not even always possible, depending on the layout. It's just here. creepy. It's just, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> what? It's not, not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah. Sarah, 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 Sarah. Hey, so let's, uh, let's cover one more question before we okay. skedaddle. Have you seen the, oh, you've looked at the redesign, right? Yes. Okay, here we go. What have I posted this week? Uh, oh, you know what? And we didn't cover this one, but I'm going to... We did in the last podcast that we didn't post because of the sound issues, but I'm going to cover it tonight. The okay. signs they're just looking for sex. Okay. Okay. Hello, I am a 33-year-old single woman with no children, have my own successful business, and I'm considered very attractive. I was talking recently to this wonderful 45-year-old man that I met online. We talked daily a few times per day for a week before we met, and we were really hitting it off. Our first date was for lunch, and it lasted four hours. He asked to see me the following night, but I was busy. Then a few days later, he was staying for business in a nearby beach town, and he asked me to stay there with him. I wasn't too sure if I was that into him to sleep with him. Obviously, that's what he was going for. So I politely declined and asked him if we could see each other when he's back in town. We went out the following evening. He asked prior if I wanted to sleep over again. This was the second date. And the date went great. We kissed at the end and he said it was difficult for him to take things slow with me, but that he wanted to because he liked me a lot. I responded with, I like you a lot too and want to continue getting to know you. We don't have to immediately rush into bed. This second date ended nicely. He called the following day and we made plans for the weekend. Then the following day and afterwards, I never heard from him, nor did I try calling him. What happened? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I would say the first thing that happened was that this guy was desperate to get laid. Would you agree with that? Because the first date, he sat through a four-hour marathon date? Well, no. Well, no, because the, he made the second date for the following night of the first date, meaning right. they were not on Monday, and he tried to get her out on Tuesday. Um, that's, that, that definitely indicates that he's in a hurry, yes. It definitely indicates that he has no life. That's what that would say to me. Like, why are you, do, don't you, I don't know. Don't you have like a dog to walk or a TV show you want to see or something? Don't you have something that mm. you can't, you know, you have two nights free where you're like, oh, sure. So the that would be the first red flag to me that okay. somebody wants to make a date for the, 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 the night immediately after the first date. That's the first one. The second one is he's staying at a hotel. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're about to embark on a <laughs> physically intimate relationship with somebody inviting them to your home that's a it's a display of intimacy 
right? It's a yeah. display of vulnerability, letting somebody into your home. Mm-hmm. It's an important first step. It's an important first step. And asking you to go to a hotel room, low risk, right? Because now you don't know where they live. Mm-hmm. You don't know if maybe they're living in a storage unit somewhere. <laughs> right? Uh, and should they turn out to be a mass murderer, there's really nothing in that room that's going to lead people to them if they, you know, gave a fake name and a fake credit card when they registered. Do you know mm. what I mean? So there's nothing, there's no investment there. It's very low investment to have you at a hotel room. Right. Right. <laughs> so then at the end of the second date where he said it's, you know, it's difficult for him to take things slow with me, but that he wanted to because he liked me a lot. Oh, for, oh, I'm just so turned on by you that I just, mm-hmm. it's so hard to wait. <sighs> really? Is there no one else you can get laid by? Like, really? I don't Again, think there is. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, what? Either you're really desperate or you're just, you're just phony or you're trying too hard or you're awkward. Whatever it is, I don't want to have sex with any of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> because she didn't either. She didn't either. But that's the third point. When she said, I wasn't really sure if I was into him enough to sleep with him. Look, 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 look. You know, if you're interested, in, if you're into somebody, you know then if you want to sleep with them or not. You don't have to sleep with them right away, but you know if you want to have sex with them. Mm, yeah, that, that is true. So in our original airing, of this episode of this letter yeah uh, i failed to pick up on that and i failed to mention that i I do think that he was probably picking up on her wishy-washiness like that she didn't seem and that could have been why he was coming on so strong um but ultimately i think he was just looking for sex and when they made plans when they made plans, he just decided, you know what, uh, this chick's not worth it, and so he bailed, right. or he found somebody else who w- did want to come to his beachside hotel room, <laughs> or his storage unit, <laughs> or his storage unit. <laughs> uh, let's see. We kiss at the end. Da, da, da. He called me the following day, and we made plans for the weekend. Then the following day, and afterwards. I never heard from him, nor did I try calling him. Well, that too. Like, if I liked somebody, I would definitely send at least a little text like, hey, did you still want to uh, meet up tonight? Yeah. And if they don't answer, there's my answer. Well, she's she was kind of stringing him along a little bit, right? She was with the whole like, well, I'll, I'll sit here with you for four hours, but I don't know. Was she stringing him along or was she testing him? Uh, can't it be both? <laughs> yes, it can be. It, it can be both. And and I do think that she was testing this guy to some degree. And I think he picked up on it and was like, see ya, I'm not going to do that because who likes being tested? But at the same time, he was completely disrespecting her boundaries. You know, when he asked her to meet her at the hotel and she was like, mm, you know, right there again, pick up on, read the room, pick yeah. up on the queue. She's clearly not comfortable with it. Don't push. And he ignored that. Right? Yeah. Like, I think he, he, I think he took offense to her not showing interest in wanting to have sex with him. And I think she 
was kind of expecting him to jump through some hoops first before she, um, before she, I don't know, gave in, put out, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This just sounds like a, a very bad fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he was going to fail the test no matter what. It sounds like he was going to fail the test no matter what, but he also didn't, he didn't help himself. No, but I, I mean, I, I said um, the first time we talked about this, that it seems like they're approaching this with two different end goals in mind, which I think is part of the problem still. Like he's, he is dating to have sex. Right. Which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> and that's not her end goal. Yeah. She uh, wants a relationship. what her end goal is, but it's obviously not sex. So Ooh, very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. They they came at it from uh f- with different motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somebody tries to get you out on a second date the the night immediate after the first date. Eh, big no. Marathon date. Hate those two. Lunch. That was another sign of. Eh, I'm not really that interested in you. Yeah. I'm not going to give you a full night. So there were a lot of signs there that she was wishy washy or, or kind of on the fence, which could have encouraged him to push. But a confident person and a person with options, uh, if they really liked her, would have just sort of... Because the thing is, I, I think most men know that there are th- that these tests occur. Yeah. And it's, it's not a bad thing to put these tests out and to want to make sure that someone's in it for the long haul or that someone's sincere. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think most men know... Okay, yeah, she wants to wait until the third date because that's some stupid rule that she heard on Sex in the City or something, and so whatever, fine. Guys with options, they don't care. They know. Like, if they like you, they'll like they'll put up with it to a point. Right. Well, also, I mean, if, if dates are a reasonable length, the third date is still pretty early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's still probably, like, after three or four hours, right? So... But that's, again, only if dates are a reasonable length. So the other thing I uh, said last time we talked about this is that this guy sounds like he might have a wife or a girlfriend. You know, that's so funny. And I never picked up on that. So kudos to you because I did not pick up on that. Yeah, because he's with the lunch date and he's got plenty of time in the afternoon. But we don't know that he's the one that wanted the lunch date. Well, that's true. I'm I'm just, I'm going by what I have, right? So what right. I have is, I got a lunch date, I got a hotel. <laughs> we got a beachfront hotel, we got a lunch date. And I got a guy in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> He's married. <laughs> something. He, there's something, yeah. The, in short, this situation is all kinds of wonky. Yeah, and just move on. But I would say in the future, I, I definitely don't, you know, don't test people. And frankly, if if you don't, th- you're not sure you even want to have sex with somebody. Um, well, if you're not sure, then you don't. Then you, then you don't want to have sex with yeah. somebody. But uh, my contention is, you at least want to have sex with somebody after the first date if you know you're into them. Yes. Yes? Yep. So if you don't, I'm sure you're probably not that into them. 
Nope. It's fine to want to, you know, give it another go around just to just to see, but be honest with yourself, I think, about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. All right, guys. I don't know when this will be posted. I'd like to try and get it up uh, sometime tomorrow, Thanksgiving okay. Day, but if not, have a very lovely Thanksgiving. Take care of yourselves. Do what's right for you. Do what's best for you. I hope you have a good sort of uh, self-care plan in place. I know that mm. I do. And uh, follow us on the things, Womenology Pod. What else? Rate us five us, stars. Rate us five stars. Some of you have been doing it, and we're thank you so much. It's very, very, I'm very grateful, and it's very sweet of you. Send us letters, womenologypod.com. Send us letters. We're so good at this. Can't you tell? <laughs> love we're a good so, question. We love a good question, and we have such smart listeners. So please challenge us. Hmm. Sarah, what do you got? Enjoy the compliment. Enjoy the compliment. All right, fuckers. <laughs> 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 Bye.